Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is a bodywork therapist and educator and the author of Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. Okay, so, you know, it seems to me that kinesthetic awareness is related to so many items that we've discussed, and I'm wondering if you would just be willing to talk about its relevancy to pain and movement and muscular retraining. That's a, that's a, that's a good idea. Yes. (laughs) I don't know where you want to start, so I'll just let you start. Okay, well, well, kinesthetic awareness, I mean, we should start by defining what it is. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so, kinesthesia means kines, means movement, and esthesia means feeling. So, kinesthesia means movement feeling. All right. So, kinesthetic awareness, the kinesthetic sense, it means a sense of movement, feeling of movement. There's another word that's related, which is proprioception. Oh, yes. I've heard of that. But to keep it, uh, just to make things simple, I just like to use the word kinesthesia. Just to generally cover. uh, And and specifically what, uh, when I use that term, I'm thinking of the sense of muscles being able to make an effort and to relax, and also your spatial sense. So, for example, uh, so there are uh, receptors, little nerve receptors in all of your muscles that can detect effort and and non-effort, and non-effort would be relaxation. Mm-hmm. So if somebody hands you a, a two balls of equal, equal size, mm-hmm. one is 3 pounds and one is 10 pounds, but they're the same size, puts one in one hand and one in the other, and your eyes are closed, you could tell which one is heavier. That's true. Right? Mm-hmm. So you can, you can right away sense which one is heavier because you're, you can sense the effort. The muscular effort in one arm is different than the other. Mm-hmm. So you say, this one's heavier, this one's lighter. That's an example of a kinesthetic sense. Right? Okay. Or if, you, if your eyes are closed and then you move your arm in a different position, like up above your head or out to the right, you can... You can sense where it is, where you know, and even though you can't see it. So you have the the joints and the muscles in your in your limb and in your body are, are are giving you information, kinesthetic information about where your arm is in space and etc. So is it so that general when I refer to kinesthetic awareness or kinesthesia, that's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Is your a bit one's ability to sense and feel those things, mm-hmm. which would normally be, uh, you would go without uh, notice, particularly. That's notice. true. Right. It's an right. automatic and uh, you, you wouldn't have to attend to all of those things uh, every time you moved around. Okay. So, so that, but it turns out that that, that that kinesthetic sense is important in how muscles function. That's the, the issue. Really, as it relates to 
this work is, is in, in muscular retraining is muscles require the kinesthetic information. Your body requires that in order to be able to, to use a muscle a certain way. Or in other words, if you can't feel what your muscles are doing, you will, you will not, be, you're not be able to use them well. If you can't sense the amount of effort or relaxation that's happening in a muscle, you're not going to be able to use it as efficiently as you would if, if you could sense that. Or even more specifically, if, if somebody can't, cannot sense that they are tensing up a muscle, they will not be able to relax it. So one of the kinesthetic senses, you know, one of the things you get from it is the ability to, to determine, I am tensing a muscle. A muscle is tense in my back, let's say. And it may be a muscle that you could, possibly you could relax, but if you can't sense that you're tensing it, then you can't relax it. So um, I guess if I find it hard to believe that somebody can't sense that they're tensing a muscle. Because I know when I uh, have tense shoulders, I can sure as heck be very aware that, that they're tense. So I, I can, what, what do you mean? Right. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm serious, yes. It sounds a little implausible. Yeah, uh, it, it does. Right. Part of it is a question of, de- to, of, of degree. In other words, you may be able to sense that you're tensing your shoulder muscles but you possibly may not be able to sense it sufficiently for you to be able to relax them. Oh, so maybe even, so maybe they were tense before I felt the tension? Maybe? So I only feel the tension when when it's terrifically painful? Is that what you're saying? um, Sort of. There's there's a difference between sensing pain and sensing tension. Uh That people often get those confused. Okay. Pain receptors are different. It's uh, it's possible to feel pain and not be aware of tension. So there's pain receptors and then there's tension receptors. Right. And they don't crisscross applesauce. They're never. They're always. Do they They must communicate. Well, they they. They communicate to your brain, but but uh, they are not. No, they don't really crisscross. At least, certainly not functionally, not in the way you mean. I mean, if there are lots of people I've worked with who can feel pain, mm-hmm. they say my shoulders hurt all the time, but they are not. If I have them move specific muscles in their upper back, they can't tell what muscles they're using. That's the way to determine if kinesthesia, one way to determine if it's clear to somebody, is have them make a movement that, that uses a certain muscle. And if you can see that they feel that they're activating a muscle to pull their arm backward, let's say, and you can see it or you know that's the muscle, and you ask, okay, can you feel the muscle you're using right now to make that movement? Mm-hmm. And if they say no, or they point to something in the front of their body, like in, in the place where it can't be where that muscle is making an effort. Well, that's not true. Where it would be unlikely mm-hmm. um, that it would be making the effort then means that they aren't sensing where the actual muscle effort is coming from. So I'm, I've seen that in, personally, I've, I've observed that in probably thousands of people at this point, that exact thing happening. 
I, I have them. They're lying down. I have them make a movement. And sometimes I'll, I'll resist, so they have to push really hard. And I'll say, okay, where's the muscle effort you're making right now? And the, maybe they can feel it, maybe they can't. Or they may say, well, I feel pain over here when I do that. But that's different. They might, be, they might be feeling pain because of the tension, but not necessarily. But the, what's more fundamental than the pain is, is the, the sense of effort. So I, instead of tension, I usually use the word effort because okay. it's more clear. That actually helps me. Effort is because your, your muscles are either making an effort or they're not. They're yep. making some degree of effort or not. Okay. Right? And, and that's the bottom line. Like, like, can you sense the muscle, the effort it's making or not making? Because if you, if you turn off the effort, the muscle then is relaxed. And if, or, or conversely, if you're walking around with the muscles making a partial effort all the time, meaning working a little bit all the time, then they will be tense. They'll feel, they may feel tense to you. But if you could really feel clearly the effort they're making, you, you would be able to let them go. So so to live in this world, to, to walk around and to carry ourselves, um, there must need to be a certain, um, certain level of muscular tension in order to hold me up, right? So, so it's... Yes. But, that's but a, I'm not that... aware of that, right? You don't need you don't need to be you don't a person doesn't really need to be aware of any of this uh, unless unless there's a problem. Okay. You know, like like the, so, uh, in, or unless they, they, there's something they want to improve how they're moving. Like it's an athlete, and they and they they want to have a better technique for doing what they're doing, and so they want to move more efficiently, or. Um, if it's somebody that has chronic or ongoing muscular pain or some kind of problem like that, and it, it, it has to do with their muscles being tense, being contracted, and therefore painful, then the kinesthetic awareness matters because it uh, is a way to relax those muscles. So then it, it, would mat, it would help to be aware of how much tension or not there is in your muscles. But otherwise, you wouldn't have to think about this at all. You could just go do live your life and everything would be fine. So mus muscle tone or muscle tension is, that's another subject that's related to kinesthetic awareness. Right. I guess I, I was kind of getting those confused and maybe that's a typical thing. Yeah, well, well they're related. But the kinesthetic awareness is, is, is what you need to be able to sense what's happening in your body like that's basically what it is that's it's your your sense of what's happening specifically in terms of effort or non-effort position is there a difference between um, sensing what's happening feeling what's happening and maybe perceiving what's happening or is this a bunk question I I would just toss all those together okay to make it to make it simple okay uh, but you know, the, I think practically speaking, what's difficult? The reason that this is relevant to me is that I work with a lot of people who uh, their their kinesthetic sense is, is dysfunctional, and with almost without exception, 
when I'm working with somebody, uh, helping somebody, you know, individually with this, they are not aware that that's the, the problem until it's pointed out to them. They have no idea. All they know is that their back hurts or their neck hurts or something's going on. So they, there's, unless it's pointed out, they would have no way of knowing what they're missing. So what happens when you point it out? Does it do things just? Is there a magic bullet? Is is that all you need to do is point it out and, and bam, pain is gone? And it's not usually. <laughs> well, yes, that's true. It's not usually that magical. Oh, but 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 that's the starting. That's that's the essential starting point. And sometimes that is all that somebody needs, because it's being pointed out to them. It's like saying, "Oh, look, notice that thing over there." And then when the person notices it, they do something about it because now that they see it, it's as if there was something that they was right in front of them that they that they didn't notice. And then once once it's obvious, they can act accordingly. But it's not usually that simple. Okay. But basically, <laughs> it it's it's uh, the kinesthetic dysfunction is a perceptual problem, meaning that they uh, it's not a neurological disorder. Okay. Right. It comes from muscle. If a muscle is being contracted, is making an effort, over, you know, day in day out for a long period of time, the person becomes less sensitive. They stop noticing it. Basically, that's what's going on. They don't notice it. So because they don't, they so their their sense of it is just becomes more and more diminished, and and then they forget it entirely. They don't even know that they've forgotten it. So the 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 therapeutic approach for that is to is for that person to do some kind of movement like what I do is I have that person do a movement that, that uses the muscle group in, in a way that doesn't cause more pain where they and, and I have them focus their attention intention consciously on feeling the effort or the relaxation while they do the movement can you sense this can you sense that can you feel when you use the muscle and if they can't if they cannot then I have them do something that they can. Maybe, you know, uh, some kind of position or uh, angle that their body's at. And then if they repeat it long enough, they start to actually notice the feeling. And then once they, are, they, they notice it, and if they practice that as an exercise, it becomes more and more clear to them. Um, do you, have you found that there's typical, would you call it amnesia? That's what Thomas Hanna called it. Oh, okay. I, I don't call it that, but that's a that's a pretty uh, accurate way to describe it. And, and would you say there's um, typical areas of the body that we lose sense of? And I, I guess no, it's different for everybody. Right. For different I, reasons. I've, I've seen it pretty much everywhere. Well, I the reasons are. The reason I see is is that there there are, there are muscles that have been contracted for a long time, and and therefore they lose their sensitivity. Uh, the person loses their kinesthetic sense of that. Why they've been contracted for a long time is another question. It could be emotional stress. It could be reaction to an injury, pain. It could be they've been in a lot of pain, and so they've been tensing up because of the pain. Uh, surgery or you know different kinds of things that can happen to their body that can end up causing muscles to be contracted for a long time. But then once they are, what, what happens is that um, they, 
<clears throat> gradually lose their kinesthetic sense, which, which then makes it really hard, if not impossible, sometimes for them to ever be able to relax those muscles, which then interferes with any progress that they can make doing anything beyond that. That sounds hopeless. Um. <laughs> well, that's why it's so. That's why it's so important that the person, that the kinest, the kinesthetic part is is the most fundamental part in any kind of therapy. And as far as my opinion is that anybody who's doing any kind of physical therapy or or any or or called anything, you know, body work that that involves helping somebody who has hurt themselves or has pain, the first thing. They, the most efficient thing would be the first thing is to check, well, let's check their kinesthetic awareness. Because if that's a problem, then it's going to confound all the other things. You know, don't take it for granted. But it's like I can say I've had pain in my life, and I've never had any quote-unquote expert ever mention the word kinesthetic awareness to me, ever. So is this a radical new um, theory or why is this not out there or is it is it hard to teach is it hard to learn what's i don't think it's radical i mean that it hasn't been i mean the early the my understanding the first person historically that you know that that discussed this in terms of uh in in this way was uh frederick alexander from whom the alexander technique was named but for all I know, there could have been somebody that predated him. Mm-hmm. That used a different term. He called it uh, debo- debauched kinesthesia. Oh, debauched. Right, uh, uh, which was the language of, of his time, mm-hmm. you know, or, or sensory. Uh, another term I'm forgetting now, but uh, lack of accurate sensory perception. He he observed that in people that they, in other words, they couldn't tell what they were doing. So he was trying to teach them, you know, how to use their bodies in a different way. And they, they couldn't follow what he was saying because they couldn't sense what was going on. And so he, he observed that. And, um, and other people since, you know, they're somatically oriented. Elsa Gindler, all kinds of people uh, who have followed them since then. Uh, and so the idea is not new, but it's, it's very much underappreciated in yes. terms of its importance. yes. Well, I think that that is a good place to leave off. I know there's lots more we can discuss, especially I'd love to hear about the the body-mind connection and our psychological makeup, how that affects our kinesthetic awareness. So uh, let's pick this up later on. And if there's anybody out there listening that would like further clarification on anything we've talked about, let us know because we do enjoy discussing things. So thank you. You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.